Hey everybody, this is J.R. Bell with I Got Your Six Podcast. In this episode of Season 6, we're going to be talking about more of crime and corruption. And everything that deals with the corruption and files and everything that goes along with the crime. But first, it's moto time. Hey, remember this, rich people, poor people. Poor people act rich, rich people act poor. Think about that when it comes to tax time, pay your bills. Hey, don't rob Peter to pay Paul. You only have one life to live, and you need to live that life to the fullest, I advise you. And also remember, like my daddy always says, never quit your day job while conquering the world. And also, time is money. Money is time. Wasting time, you're just wasting my money. We don't want to do that, and we don't do that. Also, let's begin. This podcast is also sponsored by BlackBlueElectronica.com. For all your electronic needs, go to BlackBlueElectronica.com. Let me tell you something. On this day comes when there's a zombie apocalypse or on the day that you need a power charger, a cord, or you need to get a cell phone, go to BlackBlueElectronica.com and get your stuff. This stuff right here is you want to be a patriot and you want to support a veteran. It's a veteran-owned business. Support it. Help us out. Help me out. I am a vet. I am a United States Marine. Once a Marine, always a Marine. So help me out. Go to BlackBlueElectronica.com. Hey, by the way, on this podcast, we're going to go in right now. We're going to start out with the Chronicle Crime Files. That's right. When I say the Chronicle Crime Files, that's where we do special shout-outs in the Chronicle Crime Files. This shout-out is going out to a special person right now. It's going out to a person. It's going out to Monica, the OG. Also going out to Anae. The OG and also another person that's going out to this is called Fabby Boo. Yes, if you know Fabby, you know the one and only. Fabby Boo is a diehard Lakers fan. When you look, think of the word Lakers in the dictionary, you will see the word, you will see the picture of Fabby. Fabby Boo is a diehard Lakers fan. That's who this is going out to. Fabby is a diehard Lakers. She is being shouted out on the Chronicle Files along with Monica as well as Ana E. But Monica's the true OG as well as Ana E and Fabby. They are the OG of the Crime Chronicles. For this series, that's who they are right now. Let's begin. I talked about in my last episode about how... <coughs> sorry, about how the way the corruption was in the music industry and stuff. And how the corruption starts in the music industry and stuff. But now I'm going to tell you something right now. I'm going to tell you something about corruption that is at the hardcore of corruption. This is something that a lot of people did not know about. Because as young as you are, you probably never knew about this. I didn't know about it until I read it. Have you heard of there's a book out called The Economical Hitman? It's about how this gentleman worked for a company called Maine. Maine Capital. Maine Capital was a, like, a, like a mergers and acquisition and hedge fund company. They were a capital company. They go out and they do things for other people. Basically what this guy said, I read the book and what it talked about how he went out one time, he went to Venezuela. And down in Venezuela at the time, that was during the um, 60s, during the 50s and the 60s, at the time when they were rogue rebel cowboys. These guys were going out to other companies like Venezuela, they needed a, uh, Venezuela needed a power plant for the electricity. Well, they contracted it out. And this guy was an economical hitman. <coughs> Basically, he was contracted out to do the dirty work that no one else would do. 
That's what the economical hitman does. He got paid an undisclosed amount of money to do the work that nobody else would do. There's also um, another gentleman that was out there. The same guy also talked about how he worked for the big for the newly formed Saudi Arabia. Do you know that the Saudis don't don't even pick up their own trash? They contract it to someone else. Yeah, at the time, Saudi Arabia was getting their city being rebuilt. New contracts were building for the new infrastructure. Where they were building the new highway system. They were also building the new buildings for the palaces and things like that. And they didn't want to do it. So they called the U.S. U.S. contractors came over there and they said, here's a blank check. Because at the time, the Saudis discovered oil. And that's when the time during the 70s, you can look it up. The gas shortage in 1974 and 75 and stuff. The gas shortage around that time. Yes, look it up. And that's what happened. So, I mean, and that's a thing that happened around that time. See, the economical hitman, this guy was doing some shady deals. And he worked for the U.S. government. He was a government contractor. See, when I talk about corruption at its finest, we can go trace the money. Yes, trace the money. Look where it goes to. It goes all the way up to the chain of command, all the way up to the to the person at the White House. Not the staff members, because the staff changes, but I mean like senators and congressmen. Do you know that most of the senators and congressmen are crooked? Because big lobbyists come up to these congressmen and stuff and they just hand them money and say, here, I want you to do this for me. One hand washes the other. That's basically what they do. And it's always like that when it comes to when it comes to corruption. And do you know that when a when a senator or a congressman does something like corrupt and stuff like that, does anything corrupt like that? Guess what happens? Nothing. Nothing happens to them. You know, people always say, um, "Do they? Will they go to jail or anything?" No, not really. They will not go to jail. Will they ever get in trouble? No, not really. They won't get in trouble reason why they won't get in trouble and why they won't go to jail is because the federal because they're 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 rich they're powerful they're senators do you know that most senators and congressmen do short do secret do secretly hand deals that are so corrupted that no one's not supposed to know about like here's an example that i want you to understand take a look at this there there was a story it, it went published about it a u.s senator wanted to get wanted to bring in more cocaine there was a senator and congressman that wanted to bring more cocaine to their to their community and the reason why is because they wanted to get more funding because their city was so clean they had no drugs in there so they wanted to put cocaine and crack cocaine especially in their neighborhoods so that they can get more of the urban funding because you know more of that drug money because if they did they'll get over billions of they'll get over millions of dollars in drug money so that they can use for their for their communities a new community center building new roads repairing the infrastructure and they were like we could do that here's what happened here's what happened to the federal here's what happened they literally they literally had them to sign a bill they went to a congress they went to another senator and they said hey hey if you sign my bill Put this under sign sign put this under your bill and I will vote yes. And if I get four other senators to vote yes, will you put this under your bill? And he's like, yes. 
Senator goes, yes, I'll do that. So, so Senator John Doe goes, I will do that to Congressman Jane Doe. So Congressman Jane Doe goes to all these four senators and makes them vote yes because she said, I'll vote yes on your bill if you vote yes on this bill. And they're all saying, yes, yeah, sure, we'll do that. One hand washes the other. So Senator, so Congressman, Congresswoman Jane Doe goes, yes. She says, yes, I'll do it. And she did it. So they all signed, they all signed on the bill and stuff, and she's like, done. Then all of a sudden, the bill gets passed, and she gets her money to go down to, go down to Columbia to bring in the cocaine. Cocaine comes in because the federal government is the most shadiest gov- government there is. The government brings in the dope with the CIA and the DEA bringing in by small planes because that's how they bring it in. They sneak it in, and then when they get it in, they started putting it on the streets. By doing drug raids, drug busts, they started putting it on the streets. In that particular city, they put it on the streets. Because nobody in that city were selling drugs. They brought in drug dealers. They told them, I want you to sell this drug. If you don't sell it for me, you're going to go to jail. So they go out there and they start selling it to everybody. Giving free samples to everybody. Getting them all hooked. And then they started telling people, you want to make some money? Go sell this dope. Sell this dope. Sell these drugs. You can make a lot of money. So these people go out and they sell the drugs. Not supposed to sell it, and they did. And that city makes a lot of money. That's called crime. That's where the corruption is at its finest. I mean, I'm understand. People like, oh well, you know, it never happened. No, that actually happened. Did you know back in the early '60s, early '60s in California, like in the Bay Area as well as L.A., there was no cocaine or no drugs there. The FBI brought the drugs in. The feds brought the drugs in. The FBI brought the drugs in. They brought they brought cocaine into the inner city. That's why because of the because of the Black Panther Party. The Black Panther Party was a was a radical group that believed in self-perseverance and um, equality amongst all people. And they said that we believe that all people are equal. So they brought them in. They didn't bring in the cocaine. All of a sudden, there was cocaine all in the streets. Cocaine, heroin. Guess what? That was done by the FBI. And it's a proven fact because Huey Newton... Huey Newton was gunned down by the feds. The feds had him shot. Yep. He was infiltrated by his own people. Because the feds were like, Hey, if you don't do this for me, you're going to go to jail. Let me let, Allow me to explain something to you. Here's an example. Let's say we're going to use this as a... This is what actually happens, okay? I'm, I'm going to use what happened. This is what happened. I remember my little brother. This is, this is something my little brother happened because I know what happened. My little brother is an... My little brother is a convicted felon. He went, he, been, he went to jail for grand larceny, theft, and um, receiving stolen property, and also malice. Malice with intent. That's basically... And also... Uh, receiving um, charged with um, possession of um, a sto- possession of a weapon while 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 being on parole. So those were his charges that he had, you know. So that's what he got. So so he got those things. Then one day, my brother had um, my brother was with me. We were I was driving the car. Story time. I was driving the car and I was driving and my brother was with me. We got pulled over by the police. The police officer was an undercover detective. They were in an unmarked vehicle. 
They pulled us out the car. They started asking me. They asking me all the questions that they that you normally ask a convicted felon. All I did was I said, I'm invoking my Fifth Amendment right. I'm a, I'm a right to remain silent. So I invoked my Fifth Amendment right and I shut it up. So I didn't talk. The cop looked at my brother and said, I know you. I know you. I know your street name. And he said, he looked in the file. and looked in, He looked in his CI. He looked in his snitch file. His snitch file were people that he wanted to turn. It's called the, he had a thing called the flip file. It said on the cover, flip file. And the picture was my brother. He said, let's take a walk. Come on. Come on, Breeze. That was my brother's street name, Breeze. So my brother went with the guy, and the guy started flipping my brother, started snitching, started flipping my brother. He lied. He told my brother that if he didn't tell him, if he didn't tell him anything, he would go to jail. That's what he said. You will go back to jail. So my brother gave him some information. Whatever he gave him, he gave it to him because he didn't want to go back to jail. So my brother snitched. Sad thing why he did that at that time, I don't know why. But whatever he gave me, I don't know if it was good, I don't know if it was good information or bad information. But he gave some information. He gave some info. That's what my brother did. Brother gave up some info. And that's what he did. And so that's what happened. Now, when that cop came back, that cop looked at me and he looked at me. And the first thing he said was, I know you. And I looked at him and I this is what I said. There's two ways you, I said, there's two ways you know me. There's two ways you know me. And one of the ways I know you don't know me for that. And he said, what's that? Because you don't owe me any money. That's the only way you would know me if you owe me money. And he goes, start getting all sarcastic. I said, the other way you would know me if we served, if we served in the U.S. military. And you don't look like a, and and I said this bluntly to him, and you don't look like an asshole. So I know, I know, so you ain't an asshole. So I guess we didn't serve so there's no way you would know me and he kept saying uh-huh uh-huh and he had then he then he went to my little brother and he asked my little brother what's my name and my brother was so scared he just started singing like a songbird my brother was being like Takashi 69 he was singing and the cop came over and the cop came back the undercover cop came back to me and said oh so your name is such and such I said allow me to iterate something to you if you if you run my name or anything, if you run my name, whatever you do, if you run my name for records or anything, and I, and I have a paper trace, I will sue you, and you will lose in court because I I, I invoked it my Fifth Amendment right. That means that whatever information that you get from him, it's in it's in it's in malice and in not avoided in court. My attorney will be I'll be contacting my attorney because now you are in violation because he kept because he kept saying it. Talking about he, he could do whatever he want. So, true story, I called my attorney at the time. At the time I called my attorney, I had this really good attorney that I knew. Because I worked at a restaurant and I, were, I, was a, I, was a, um, I was a cook at a restaurant. I was a chef at a restaurant. Yeah, I was a cook there. And I made really good money. And I knew this guy because he always came to my... He came to a particular table and I knew him because I knew exactly how he wanted his food. When you know how somebody wants their food, you tend to take care of them. So I took care of him and I, and I made sure he was well taken care of on his food. So, good thing. The guy looks at me, I called my attorney. My attorney, my attorney slapped that off. My attorney sat there, filed the lawsuit. Yeah, he, he literally, man, I had to pay out the wazoo. I was, I, was, I was eating top ramen and bologna sandwiches for a good six months, paying for that. We filed a lawsuit against that lawyer, against that cop. That cop literally... 
That cop literally was embarrassed. Because when that cop literally didn't, he thought I was joking. And then the thing about the thing about that was I had my cell phone, and at that time I had um, I had a software on my I had a, I had, a, I had a Sprint phone, and my Sprint phone was the first phone that had video and audio. You can record audio record on the phone. No no app or anything. You can just audio record, and I audio recorded the conversation. <coughs> so the lawyer took that audio and I sent it to him via email he got that the lawyer got that and guess what he played that to the judge and he swore and the judge and the judge heard it and he told him he said he told the judge um I said I put a subpoena that he's not here um since he's not here I want a warrant for his arrest since he didn't show up for court judge was like well you know he's nope nope gotta have a warrant because, um, Your Honor, if my client, right there, J.R. Bell, did not show up to court, what would you say? Let's say J.R. Bell didn't show up to court. I mean, I wasn't here. And J.R. Bell didn't show up to court. You know what you would say? Put out a bench warrant. I want a bench warrant. And I'm, you know, he signed the papers. Here you go, sign it. They put a bench warrant out. That guy was at work. That, that cop was undercover at work. And all of a sudden, two officers pulled up. And said, hey, such and such. He's like, what? Got a warrant for your arrest. I got to take your gun. Put him in handcuffs and took him to jail. He sat there and he wondered why he was going to jail. He didn't know why he was going to jail. He showed up in court in an orange jumpsuit. And when he showed up, he was, he was, he was so pissed off. He was mad. Oh, yeah, he was pissed. Oh, yeah, he was mad. Oh, yeah, he was so mad because... And then when, I, then when I showed up in court, I stood there. And the judge looked at me. And he looked at me. And all he could say was, when he, when he looked over and he looked at me, I said, I go, Yonner. I raised my hand. He goes, yes, may I say something? Yes. Hey. I know you. I've seen you somewhere. I know you. Now I know you. You know me. Now you know me. Remember me when you said this? I know you. And he goes, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, you will. They played the audio. And he sat there and he was like, uh, and, he, and he couldn't say nothing because it was his voice. It was his voice and everything. And when they um, did the backtrace, when they did the um, thing, because he ran my background, when, I, when he wasn't supposed to, he got in trouble. Oh, yeah, he got in trouble. He didn't lose his job. No, I didn't lose his job. I told my, my attorney didn't want him to lose his job. My, my, my attorney wanted him to... To, to make him hurt wanted him to get punished so he got punished for what he did that's all he did he got punished and that was the most important thing I wanted I wanted just wanted him to get punished the reason why I'm telling you that the reason I was telling you that that's about crime like I said crime and corruption I mean that cop was a corrupt cop his whole later about I say about four years later I say about about five years later that cop ended up losing his job he ended up, he ended up losing his job and, and his pension because he pulled over, um, he pulled over a young black, he pulled over a young black kid. It was a young black kid and an, um, and an Hispanic kid. Come to find out, the Hispanic and the black kid were brothers. They both were brothers. Their father, their father was a lieutenant with the police department, the local police department in Kansas City. He was a lieutenant. He had adopted the. Um, both those kids were uh, um, were adopted. 
Yeah, both of them were adopted. Because he adopted them when they were little. Apparently they had been um some something happened, I guess, and he had, he had a, he had ended up adopting them. He ended up adopting them because he wanted to um because he wanted to give them a better life. Well, they were they were teenagers and they were at the age where they can drive without they could drive without supervision. They can drive without supervision. You know what I mean? They can they're at the age where they can got he had both of them had driver's license. Both of them had driver's license, they were driving. The speed limit. Doing the law because they knew what their dad taught them. They got pulled over, they ended up going to jail. So on some trumped up charges. They said, I need to make a phone call. They said, Oh, you don't get a phone call. He said, Well, I need to call my father. They said, Ah, you ain't calling your father. And he's like, Well, I have to. He said, Nope, you ain't calling your father. They wouldn't give him a phone call. They they just put him in a cell. So as soon as he got, as soon as he was being, tra- as soon as they were transporting him to county, he saw his dad. He goes, Dad. His dad was dad was bringing um, a suspect down uh, on some investigation. He go, Daddy. He go, Dad. I'm I'm going to jail. He turned around and said, What the fuck is going on? He said, Me and son such, we're going to jail for what? I don't know. We were just we were driving home and got pulled up by the police. And they said, They said, um, I saw y'all in a known drug neighborhood. And I said, No, we didn't. We just came from church. We were at church. We do every day that we normally do. Remember? Yeah. Remember? Yeah, and I, and I, and I tried to call you. I tried, to, I tried to get a phone call to call you. And they told me, you don't get a phone call. Story like, the story stuff like that. See, and that guy, and that's when that cop ended up losing his job. Because he made a mistake. Hey. I appreciate each and every one of y'all. I want to thank y'all. I hope you have a wonderful time. Um, catch me up on all your social media platforms. Hit me up on Facebook. Go to Kansas City Hood Sales and Yard Sales and post anything you want to do or give a special shout out about my podcast. Hey, also hit me up on Instagram. Go to Marine Cookie thirty three eighty one on my Instagram. Also on my Facebook. Also on my Twitter account. Go to Jr Bell. Hey, people say what's your Twitter account, Jr Bell? But if you can't find me, hit the email address. Tipzip357, tipzip357 at gmail.com on Twitter, and you can find me right there. Best way to find me. Hey, I love each and every one of y'all. Hope y'all do everything good. Hey, by the way, Bravo 6 is going dark.